It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz, and every week I uh, try to bring you topics uh, that are important to mothers and families here in Utah. And one topic that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about maternal mental health. And when I talk about that topic, you might notice that I don't actually just say talking about postpartum depression, because if I can change anything about the stigma around uh, maternal mental health illnesses, it's that postpartum depression is not the only thing that one can experience postpartum. And I myself experienced postpartum anxiety and OCD. And a few weeks ago here on the show, I talked about the difference uh, and some of the nuances between some of the the mental health um, issues that women experience postpartum. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that today and talk to you about an event that's coming up that yours truly will be hosting called Climb Out of the Darkness, where mothers are gathering here in Salt Lake City to uh, raise awareness and shine light on maternal mental health illnesses. So joining me today, a couple of guests who can talk to us about all of these things. Maya Lesk is a former nurse and the leader of Climb Out of the Darkness, and then Heather Dopp with us as well. She is a member of Postpartum Support International. Uh, They are a group here in Utah of uh, mental health professionals and uh, women's advocates who uh, raise awareness and funds for these issues. So ladies, thank you for joining me today on The Mom Show. Thank you for having us. Thanks. Thanks, Lindsay, for hosting again. We're so grateful to have you. I am so excited. I love this event every year. I've planned it in years past, and I've realized that I can't hack that anymore. So now I'm just going to be happy to host with you. I love talking to moms and to women, especially women who have shared experiences like mine uh, dealing with postpartum anxiety and OCD. That was one of the biggest um, things for me. And Maya, I'll I'll talk to you about this. Um, You know, I didn't know what was happening to me, right? And I imagine that's a common story where you're not experiencing the typical, like, I'm stuck in my sweatpants all day, but you're having severe anxiety or you're having intrusive thoughts, you're having thoughts of harm coming to your baby, just some of these um, uh, less talked about symptoms of postpartum mood disorders. And then you don't really know what's happening. And so you don't really know where to go to find help. Is this a common experience that you find that many mothers you work with uh, have? It is. I have worked in women's health for over 20 years and just uh, talking to moms along the way. I've actually done a lot of research on this and they um, have shown that over 40% of moms in Utah do report some feelings of depression or anxiety after the birth of their baby. It may not be lasting, but it definitely is something that women experience often. Recording in progress. Sorry, guys, I forgot to record this, so I'm going to start there and edit all of this. Don't worry, we can edit anything. Uh, Yeah, that is an experience. Uh, And I know, like, finding help and finding women who have gone through the same thing is such an important part of healing. Heather, how have you seen 
that aspect show up with the women you interact with? Yeah, even just like posting on social media, I'm surprised at how many people will contact me and say, I didn't realize that this was a thing. Like, I thought I was the only one. And thanks for sharing your story. I don't feel so weird or alienated anymore because it's helpful to know that there's a group of us. There are so many of us who have been through it and we kind of act as torchbearers for those who are in the middle of it right now. Like there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know, there's the climb out of the darkness is exactly the imagery we use. (laughs) We're here to show them that it does get better and it's in time they'll be well. And that's one of the things I love about Climb Out of the Darkness, which is happening on Saturday, the 25th at Sugar House Park at 9 a.m. And we'll talk about that in just a second, is that this metaphorical climb out of the darkness, it is you feel so dark when you're in the moment, but slowly you let the light back in. We symbolically host this event every year on the longest day of the year, right, or the Saturday closest to the longest day of the year where we can shine as much light as possible on maternal mental health issues. So Maya, you're the climb leader this year. Talk to us about the event. Talk to us about how many moms are coming out and what you expect from Climb Out of the Darkness this year. Great. We are so excited about our event this year. This is our second year that we're going to be hosting this event and we're hoping to build it every year. Last year we had quite a few participants and we're going to be meeting, like you said, at Sugar House Park next Saturday, June 25th. We begin the event at 9 a.m. and then we will uh, actually do a climb or a walk and it's not a long walk, but just a walk together in the park. And we'll do that around 10 to 10.30. There'll be some other really fun events for families. So we just want this to be a very inclusive event where people feel like they can come if you can't walk or you want to participate in other things during the walk, that's great. We're going to be having yoga and some mindfulness sessions, some dance-offs, face painting, coloring. It's just going to be an amazing, fun event for families to participate in. And then also just to find a sense of community together to know that there are so many individuals who are experiencing or have experienced um, some concerns with maternal mental health and we just want to make sure that everyone feels loved and supported and knows that there's a, a place for you to gather. Yeah, and you can bring your family. Get your steps in. It's so easy to just go out and walk around Sugar House Park, but obviously if you can't walk, you can just hang out and gather in support with the women there. Um, Heather, what do you love about Climb Out of the Darkness? What are you looking forward to this year? Yeah, actually, on that note, we have different forms of movement available for all abilities this year. So, you know, if you're really postpartum or differently abled, we have other movement options for you, like yoga, or I think we have some dancing or other um, low-impact Um, movement for everybody we realized that the walk can be considerably difficult for some people so we're excited to have those options this year so everybody can feel included and move or not move and still participate in a wholesome and um, affirming way so I love that I love meeting people um, hearing their stories and really just celebrating the progress we've made in awareness and celebrating these families for um, overcoming some of the hardest challenges they'll face through maternal mental illness. Yeah, it's the most common complication of childbirth and pregnancy, and we don't test for it. We don't talk about it. We don't 
um, screen. Well, we do screen for it a little bit. We're getting better at screening for it, but it's often missed. And I always, you know, my husband works in the biotech space. Um, they actually have a pregnancy test and, um, you know, we test for gestational diabetes. We test, you know, if preterm birth could be a thing. We don't, we don't do enough for maternal mental health in my humble opinion. So women like you getting out there in these grassroots efforts to try to raise awareness and make other moms not feel like they're the only ones going through this so vitally important. Heather Dopp is with Postpartum Support International and Maya Lesk is the climb leader for Climb Out of the Darkness. They're putting on an event next Saturday, the 25th at Sugar House Park. So uh, it starts at 9 a.m. I'd invite all of you to just come out and walk with us. We'll take a break more with these two when we come back on The Mom Show. You've joined The Mom Show. Being a mom can be tough sometimes. We try to make it easier. Here's Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. If you're like me, you're one of the one in, I believe it's five women in Utah who experience a postpartum mood or anxiety disorder. And my guest today can correct me if I just got those numbers wrong. Please do. Uh, But Maya Lesk is here with us. She is a former nurse and a leader of an event called Climb Out of the Darkness, raising awareness for maternal mental health. And then Heather Dopp is a member of Postpartum Support International uh, on their board. They're a local group here who raises awareness for maternal mental health with all sorts of mental health professionals uh, on that board. So ladies, welcome. Um, Maya, did I get that number right? Is that how many women in Utah are experiencing a postpartum mood disorder? I believe I believe it is uh, one in four. But yes, I think that that's really close and great. And of course, we are wanting to make sure that that number goes down. Yeah, but I was wrong. I thought it was one in five, but it's one in four, which when you think about it, that is a staggering number of women who experience uh, some sort of mood disorder after they give birth or even during pregnancy. And it can take just various forms, signs and symptoms, things to look out for. Heather, I know that you are a mental health professional or at least uh, training to be one. Talk to us about what some of these women experience postpartum. Yeah, that's a great question. And the truth is there's a spectrum Uh, we can do. There's anything from prenatal to postpartum. So the thing that hit me strongest personally is when I experienced my maternal mental illness, I was pregnant. I was newly pregnant and it was my second pregnancy, first pregnancy, no mental health complications at all. But with my second, I woke up one morning and was suicidal Mm -hmm. and severely depressed and anxious Um, and like you said before postpartum depression is probably the most well-known maternal mental illness to this point but there's also anxiety um, OCD even so far psychosis Um, so any sort of um, change in mental status that severely impacts a mother's life and daily functioning um, is a red flag that needs to be considered and uh, spoken about, especially with your partner and then to the doctor or a mental health professional. If you're seeing someone, anything that just affects your life and changes the way you function daily is a red flag and warning sign. Yeah. And it's crazy that it hit you like that fast. You said you just woke up one morning and had all these yeah. symptoms. Yeah. It, it 
it's uh, unexpected. We know we can prepare for it and have um, preventative measures, but for a lot of people, this comes up unexpectedly and rapidly. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I do feel like mine was a little bit sudden as well, where I just started having these intrusive thoughts and I didn't know what was happening to me. It was like, did I just think that? That's weird. And like, we all have intrusive thoughts, but then I started to spiral into believing that I was capable of these thoughts and I got really scared and really anxious. Maya, what has been your postpartum experience? So I, so as a nurse, I think that there's just, there's a lot of different ways that people experience postpartum depression or anxiety. Sometimes it can come on really suddenly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is more of a gradual feeling. Like you just um, wake your every morning kind of waking up feeling down or feeling worried or anxious or having those intrusive thoughts. And they do start to kind of spiral like you were talking about. It can also just be a loss of interest in the things that brought you joy and, um, just feeling like you want to cry one minute or you are just feeling like you're extra irritable and it continues on longer than two weeks. I think that that's the key with postpartum depression because at first after you give birth, you are going to have that hormone shift and you're going to feel some of those things for sure. And that's just part of the normal process of your body um, adjusting all those hormones from pregnancy, right? But if it goes on longer, that's where we're getting worried more about a, a depression component or an anxiety component where it's lasting longer than a couple of weeks and you're really not able to function in your daily life like you like you did before. Yeah, I remember I called a cousin and I was like, can I just come stay on your couch? Because I, di- I was nervous being alone with my baby. That was something that made me really nervous because again, you were having these intrusive thoughts and thinking, am I capable of these things, right? So you're, which you know you're not, which is a real, real actual good sign, right? You know you're not capable of the thoughts you're having and they scare you, which means you're attached to reality and you know that they're not normal. And I think that's such an important key for women who are uh, specifically experiencing intrusive thoughts. Not all women have those. They're really a sign and symptom of anxiety and OCD. Um, But like you're saying, just the depressive symptoms too, they can kind of build on each other, right? And Heather, maybe you can speak to this where I was anxious, but I was depressed that I was anxious again, right? So some of those signs and symptoms kind of overlap sometimes. Yeah, and I do want to clarify, there's a great point here. For me, it was a rapid onset, but for other people, it gradually builds over time. And at first, it could be just like, I don't feel like going outside today. I don't feel like seeing my friends. And repeated over time, those symptoms build and grow into um, not getting out of bed or even just a continuation of months and months of not leaving the house can all be symptoms of something greater going on. Um, Overlapping of anxiety and depressive symptoms is very common. And like you said, the spiraling of, um, I'm anxious about something, oh no, I'm sad about this. They exacerbate each other. Like I recognize that I'm nervous about this, something's wrong with me, going deeper into that depression. And then, oh no, am I depressed? That anxiety kind of furthers, you just spiral down into this state where you've kind of just can't function because you're overthinking things, you don't understand what's going on with your brain, and all this time you're trying to figure out how to manage and cope with your own symptoms. And by the way, there's a newborn or an infant child that you have to take care of that 
they are depending on you to survive and thrive every second of the day. So it all just compounds into this major stress. I don't know who thought that was a good idea to send us home (laughs) with newborn babies who rely solely on us for everything while you're in the most vulnerable state of your life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There's no describing it. And very little support, yes. Yes, it's so true. Maya Lusk is a former uh, nurse and the leader of Climb Out of the Darkness. Maya, you got to tell us about this event coming up next Saturday about raising awareness for these postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. We are so excited. We are having a Climb Out of Darkness event. It's going to be at Sugar House Park. It will be at 9 a.m. where we start registration on June 25th. The climb will begin around 10 a.m. and we'll have activities for our families and we want it to be very inclusive. We want um, anyone of any ability or um, uh, just any age group to be able to come. Please bring your children if you want to or any other family members. We're going to have swag bags, raffle prizes. We're also going to be doing some movement, um, some activities like coloring and face painting. Henna, it's going to be a great event. We are so excited. And yours truly will be hosting, so you can come see me as well. That's not going to get anyone else there, let's be honest, but <laughs> I'm excited to be there. Uh, Heather Dopp is with us as well. She's from Postpartum Support International, the Utah chapter. We'll take a break. More with these two on The Mom Show in just a minute. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. <laughs> and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We're talking today about women who experience postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. And that's a mouthful to describe postpartum depression and anxiety and OCD. But I say that on purpose. And describe it that way because we often hear just about postpartum depression, but it's not the only mood disorder that a woman can experience postpartum. And when it happened to me, I didn't know what was happening to me because I never knew that postpartum anxiety or OCD or PTSD was a thing. Women can experience postpartum PTSD, excuse me, PTSD after a traumatic birth and You don't hear people talking about traumatic births. You just hear, oh, I'm in bliss right now. Isn't this so wonderful? Like, we're in heaven with this new baby. And I'm like, I'm having so much anxiety. So um, that's not to make light of anyone's situation right now. And not to say there aren't wonderful moments, but it's really, really important that we talk about the realities of motherhood. Uh, So joining me today, two women who've experienced their own postpartum mood disorders and who know a thing or two about them being in the mental health space. Maya Lusk is a former nurse and the leader of the Climb Out of the Darkness, which is an event raising awareness for postpartum mood disorders. We'll talk about that in just a second. And then Heather Dopp is with us as well. She is a member of Postpartum Support International, the Utah chapter. Um, And that is an amazing resource that we have here in the state of Utah. It is helping women all over the state. So, ladies, welcome. Uh, Maya, let me start with you. Just talk to me about how you got into the maternal mental health space and why it's so important to you. 
So I honestly didn't know much about it. As a nurse, I was um, actually a birth educator, and I had spent some time learning about different uh, different experiences that moms were having, and I was teaching and having a lot of people ask me questions about maternal mental health, and I just didn't know um, a lot about it. I was asked to go to a symposium at Intermountain um, Medical Center, and I, I was able to meet Eric Dices, who is the um, husband of the or the founder of the Emily effect he was the husband of a, a woman who did experience some severe maternal mental health concerns and she actually did end up passing away from that unfortunately and he told his story which was so brave and I was affected I was changed and it was an amazing experience for me to learn about how um, many people experience concerns and that we don't talk about it enough and I just at that point wanted to raise more awareness and I, I started talking about it more in my classes and I started thinking about how I could prepare moms to be able to experience birth and also be able to feel that support and love and understand that these changes can be very normal and that we can work through them. It's very temporary. It's very treatable. It's something that we can all do together. Yeah, and the story of Eric Dykes and Emily Cook Dykes is so uh, powerful here in Utah. If people don't know that story, you can look it up. Um, KSL TV covered it a lot, um, as did radio. And um, uh, Emily Dykes was experiencing a postpartum mood disorder and had basically an episode, and her life ended um, on I-15 down in Utah County. And, um, it, and then he's gone on to share his story and her story, keep her memory alive and, um, continue to raise awareness through his foundation called the Emily effect. So another great resource here in Utah, Heather, let me bring you in. Why is maternal mental health so important to you? How did you get into this space? Yeah, for me, it was my own experience that uh, brought me here. I, as I mentioned earlier, I had a severe episode while I was pregnant with my second. I knew postpartum uh, depression was an issue um, for that many women face, and I was aware of it, and I was trying to prepare myself just in case because I do have some of the markers that would make me more vulnerable, but I had no idea that it could happen while I was pregnant. You know, you hear about all these women glowing and so happy and so excited to be pregnant and for me that wasn't the case even if I wasn't experiencing my mental illness I just felt like I didn't necessarily thrive in pregnancy like my friends and family members did Um, and so after I had settled and I delivered my daughter I did a google search um, just about pregnancy, um, suicidality, and depression to see if anything came up and if I was the only one. And that led me to the Maternal Mental Health uh, Collaborative in Utah, which is now PSI Utah. So I remember typing in my email to be notified of the next phone call that they were doing um, to drum up more membership and let everybody know what the Utah chapter was doing. And it just all kind of grew from there. And I became involved. Now I'm a board member for PSI Utah. And um, every year we just reach more and more people. And um, in fact, I'd like to mention really quick, the funds we raise at this Climb Out of the Darkness event, which is free. Nobody has to donate. But if you're in a position to do so, please be welcome that. We love that. We thrive off of our donations. We're actually building a um, scholarship fund for families, um, parents, mothers in need of therapy 
and, and financial assistance to afford that therapy. So one thing that the board of PSI Utah is so excited about that with this particular client is that the funds we raise will be able to begin that scholarship fund so we can continue blessing more lives in Utah. That is so cool. It is so cool because uh, that's one big barrier to women getting help is the access, right? And um, I know I've done a lot of episodes here on the Mom Show about resources we have here in Utah, so I want to dive into that a little bit. Um, and I'll let you both speak to this. Um, here in Utah, we have a website that's run through the State Department of Health. Uh, it is maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov, and that is an invaluable resource where you can go in, find your provider, find a uh, postpartum specialized caregiver um, and a therapist and you know our system is a little bit broken in my opinion right now where our uh, our OBs don't necessarily talk to our therapists there's no like system that keeps them you know talking to each other so such an invaluable resource for women to find help find providers in their area that know about postpartum mood disorders and know how to help women specifically with those heather what other resources do you want to mention how do women get help if they're suffering sure i'll speak to uh, mental health and then i'll pass over to maya for um, um obstetrics gynecology and uh, other medical care and for the med- med- sorry for the mental health aspect of PMADS um, we have a certification that any sort of provider for pregnancy and postpartum they can take through PSI postpartum support international or 2020 mom and this is a course designed on how to specifically treat pregnancy and postpartum mental illness and the interventions we take the medication prescribed it's all different for pregnant and postpartum women what might work for any other person therapeutically on a daily basis might be completely different for um, what is appropriate for a pregnant or postpartum mom and Maya can speak more to medication but some medications you can't take while you're pregnant or breastfeeding but we know now that there are medications that are safe so it's really important that we uh, continue to learn and stay on top of that information and know how to provide, provide trauma and culturally informed care for pregnant and postpartum women and parents. So there, so there are more options than there used to be for sure for maternal mental health. And that is a really exciting thing for me. Um, I think moms, the very first thing that we wanna make sure is that moms, um, are feeling like they're able to speak to their providers when they come in for their two-week visit for their pediatrician pediatrician visit or their six-week postpartum visit um, moms are hopefully getting a screening called the edinburgh postnatal depression score screening tool and that tool um, helps us kind of get an idea of what's been happening with your personal mental health for the last couple of weeks. And sometimes that's just like, oh, I'm going through these normal hormone shifts, right? If it's in that first two weeks after you give birth. But again, at the six week point, if you're still having those concerns, then we definitely wanna start addressing those. And and you're right, uh, obstetricians and, and midwives, they're extremely uh, um, pushed for time, right? We are wanting to see as many people as we can. And sometimes those things do get missed. And so, um, having or knowing about those resources out in the community is it's an 
extremely invaluable thing to know about. And I love the the maternal mental health um, website that the health department has set up. That network does help us to be able to get people to therapists, but there are also some free support and online groups that you can get involved in there. And so I, I would also direct you to the PSI Utah uh, org website and that website will help you to find those free uh, groups that you can get involved in it doesn't always have to be a therapist that you visit with but it um, those groups are usually run by therapists or at least trained professionals and that helps you to get a, I think a better perspective and an idea on what you can do to be able to get the support that you need whatever it is yeah and it's so interesting to me Maya that um, you know when I was going through my experience with postpartum anxiety, I was telling my OB some of my symptoms, these intrusive thoughts, and I remember the nurse coming in and saying, oh, I remember one time just driving over a bridge and thinking, what if I just did this? I'm not going to repeat it because it might be triggering for some women, but, uh, and I said, that, that's what's happening to me, and then they sent me on my way with the referral and that was sort of it there's no communication between ob well i should say there's no there's very little communication and and some ob's might be better at it than others some ob's might be trained in it some might not be but it was just so weird to me that i wasn't like okay this is a sign here we go you know it was like the mental health professionals are just that they're trained in your mental health while your OBs are physical doctors, right? They're trained. You wouldn't want your mental health deli- uh, professional delivering your baby, just like you wouldn't want your OB covering your mental health. But at the same time, they need to be aware because they're the ones seeing these women. And also your pediatrician, uh, you see your pediatrician, what, six times in the first year of life. <laughs> And so these are some of the, the professionals that can catch some of these symptoms, and yet our, our system isn't integrated. It, I, you're exactly right. I mean, there are some definite challenges. The one thing that I've seen in the last seven years that I've been um, really involved in this, um, this cause and or this, um, this uh, thing that we're working with to be able to improve um, is that there has been improvement with that. It has definitely um, been something that people are working on. I'm actually seeing large health systems starting to integrate mental health providers into their OB obstetric and their pediatrician care, which is amazing. Yeah. So I think, of course, right now after COVID, we the mental health um, arena is just stretched very thin, right? Um, but hopefully at some point we're going to be able to get those professionals in the office so that and we are reducing stigma as well, right? Because even sometimes going to or saying that you have an appointment for some mental health support, it can be a stigmatizing thing for some people, unfortunately. And we are wanting to reduce any of those things. Like you're just going to your OB office or you're just going to your pediatrician office where you're already going. And there you're able to address those concerns in that office. And, and then sometimes there's some online stuff too that we're starting to get a little bit better with incorporating. So there is some, um, some better interaction between our providers and our and that's been a really helpful thing. But yeah, we definitely need to work on that still. It's yeah. a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. There's always work to be done there. Heather Dopp with Postpartum Support International and Maya Lask is with us as well. They're leading an event called Climb Out of the Darkness next Saturday at Sugar House Park. Starts at 9 a.m. It's a free event. Just come out and walk, raising awareness for postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Yours truly will be hosting. So I'll see you there as well. Uh, we'll take a break. More on the Mom Show in just a minute. It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. 
and then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into The Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. We're talking today about women who experience postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. And that's a mouthful to describe postpartum depression and anxiety and OCD. But I say that on purpose. And describe it that way because we often hear just about postpartum depression, but it's not the only mood disorder that a woman can experience postpartum. And when it happened to me, I didn't know what was happening to me because I never knew that postpartum anxiety or OCD or PTSD was a thing. Women can experience postpartum PTSD, excuse me, PTSD after a traumatic birth and you don't hear people talking about traumatic births. You just hear, oh, I'm in a bliss right now. Isn't this so wonderful? Like, we're in heaven with this new baby. And I'm like, oh, I'm having so much anxiety. So um, that's not to make light of anyone's situation right now. And not to say there aren't wonderful moments, but it's really, really important that we talk about the realities of motherhood. Uh, so joining me today, two women who've experienced their own postpartum mood disorders and who know a thing or two about them being in the mental health space. Maya Lusk is a former nurse and the leader of Climb Out of the Darkness, which is an event raising awareness for postpartum mood disorders. We'll talk about that in just a second. And then Heather Dopp is with us as well. She is a member of Postpartum Support International, the Utah chapter. Um, and that is an amazing resource that we have here in the state of Utah. It is helping women all over the state. So, ladies, welcome. Uh, Maya, let me start with you. Just talk to me about how you got into the maternal mental health space and why it's so important to you. So, I honestly didn't know much about it as a nurse. I was um, actually a birth educator, and I had spent some time learning about different uh, different experiences that moms were having, and I was teaching and having a lot of people ask me questions about maternal mental health, and I just didn't know um, a lot about it. I was asked to go to a symposium at Intermountain um, Medical Center, and I, I was able to meet Eric Dices, who is the um, husband of the, or the founder of the Emily Effect. He was the husband of a, a woman who did experience some severe maternal mental health concerns, and she actually did end up passing away from that, unfortunately. And he told his story, which was so brave, and I was, affected I was changed and it was an amazing experience for me to learn about how um, many people experience concerns and that we don't talk about it enough and I just at that point wanted to raise more awareness and I, I started talking about it more in my classes and I started thinking about how I could prepare moms to be able to experience birth and also be able to feel that support and love and understand that these changes can be very normal and that we can work through them. It's very temporary. It's very treatable. It's something that we can all do together. Yeah, and the story of Eric Dykes and Emily Cook Dykes is so uh, powerful here in Utah. If people don't know that story, you can look it up. Um, KSL TV covered it a lot, um, as did radio. And um, uh, Emily Dykes was experiencing a postpartum mood disorder and had basically an episode and her life ended um on i-15 down in utah county and um it and then he's gone on to share his story and her story keep her memory alive and 
um, continue to raise awareness through his foundation called The Emily Effect. So another great resource here in Utah. Heather, let me bring you in. Why is maternal mental health so important to you? How did you get into this space? Yeah, for me, it was my own experience that uh, brought me here. I, As I mentioned earlier, I had a severe episode while I was pregnant with my second. I knew postpartum uh, depression was an issue um, for that many women face, and I was aware of it, and I was trying to prepare myself just in case because I do have some of the markers that would make me more vulnerable, but I had no idea that it could happen while I was pregnant, you know, you hear about all these women glowing and so happy and so excited to be pregnant. And for me, that wasn't the case. Even if I wasn't experiencing my mental illness, I just felt like I didn't necessarily thrive in pregnancy like my friends and family members did. Um, And so after I had settled and I delivered my daughter, I did a Google search um, just about pregnancy, um, suicidality, and depression to see if anything came up and if I was the only one. And that led me to the Maternal Mental Health uh, Collaborative in Utah, which is now PSI Utah. So I remember typing in my email to be notified of the next phone call that they were doing um, to drum up more membership and let everybody know what the Utah chapter was doing. And it just all kind of grew from there. And I became involved. Now I'm a board member for PSI Utah. And um, every year we just reach more and more people. And um, in fact, I'd like to mention really quick, the funds we raise at this Climb Out of the Darkness event, which is free, nobody has to donate. But if you're in a position to do so, please be welcome that we love that we thrive off of our donations. We're actually building a um, scholarship fund for families, um, parents, mothers in need of therapy. Um, and financial assistance to afford that therapy. So one thing that the board of PSI Utah is so excited about that with this particular client is that the funds we raise will be able to begin that scholarship fund so we can continue blessing more lives in Utah. That is so cool. It is so cool because uh, that's one big barrier to women getting help is the access, right? And Um, I know I've done a lot of episodes here on The Mom Show about resources we have here in Utah, so I want to dive into that a little bit, um, and I'll let you both speak to this. Um, Here in Utah, we have a website that's run through the State Department of Health. Uh, It is maternalmentalhealth.utah.gov, and that is an invaluable resource where you can go in, find your provider, find a... Uh, postpartum specialized caregiver um, and a therapist and you know our system is a little bit broken in my opinion right now where our uh, our OBs don't necessarily talk to our therapists there's no like system that keeps them you know talking to each other so such an invaluable resource for women to find help find providers in their area that know about postpartum mood disorders and know how to help women specifically with those heather what other resources do you want to mention how do women get help if they're suffering sure i'll speak to uh, mental health and then i'll pass over to maya for um um, obstetrics gynecology and uh, other medical care and for the sorry, for the mental health aspect of PMADS, um, we have a certification that any sort of provider for pregnancy and postpartum, they can take through PSI 
Postpartum Support International or 2020 Mom. And this is a course designed on how to specifically treat pregnancy and postpartum mental illness. And the interventions we take, the medications prescribed, it's all different for pregnant and postpartum women. What might work for any other person therapeutically on a daily basis might be completely different for um, what is appropriate for a pregnant or postpartum mom. And Maya can speak more to medication, but some medications you can't take while you're pregnant or breastfeeding. But we know now that there are medications that are safe. So it's really important that we uh, continue to learn and stay on top of that information and know how to provide, provide trauma and culturally informed care for pregnant and postpartum women and parents. So there, so there are more options than there used to be, for sure, for maternal mental health. And that is a really exciting thing for me. Um, I think moms, the very first thing we want to make sure is that moms um, are feeling like they're able to speak to their providers when they come in for their two-week visit for their pediatrician, pediatrician visit or their six-week postpartum visit. Um, moms are hopefully getting a screening called the Edinburgh Postnatal Depression Score Screening Tool. And that tool um, helps us kind of get an idea of what's been happening with your personal mental health for the last couple of weeks. And sometimes that's just like, oh, I'm going through these normal hormone shifts, right? If it's in that first two weeks after you give birth. But again, at the six week point, if you're still having those concerns, then we definitely wanna start addressing those. And and you're right, uh, obstetricians and, and midwives, they're extremely uh, um, pushed for time, right? We are wanting to see as many people as we can. And sometimes those things do get missed. And so, um, having or knowing about those resources out in the community is it's an extremely invaluable thing to know about and i love the the maternal mental health um, website that the health department has set up that network does help us to be able to get people to therapists but there are also some free support and online groups that you can get involved in there and so i i would also direct you to the psi utah uh, org website and that website will help you to find those free uh, groups that you can get involved in it doesn't always have to be a therapist that you visit with but it um, those groups are usually run by therapists or at least trained professionals and that helps you to get a, I think a better perspective and an idea on what you can do to be able to get the support that you need whatever it is yeah and it's so interesting to me Maya that um, you know when I was going through my experience with postpartum anxiety, I was telling my OB some of my symptoms, these intrusive thoughts, and I remember the nurse coming in and saying, oh, I remember one time just driving over a bridge and thinking, what if I just did this? I'm not going to repeat it because it might be triggering for some women, but, uh, and I said, that, that's what's happening to me, and then they sent me on my way with the referral and that was sort of it there's no communication between ob well i should say there's no there's very little communication and, and some ob's might be better at it than others some ob's might be trained in it some might not be but it was just so weird to me that i wasn't like okay this is a sign here we go you know it was like the mental health professionals or just that they're trained in your mental health while your OBs are physical doctors, right? They're trained. You wouldn't want your mental health deliver, uh, professional delivering your baby, just like you wouldn't want your OB covering your mental health. But at the same time, they need to be aware because they're the ones seeing these women. And also your pediatrician, uh, you see your pediatrician, what, six times in the first year of life. <laughs> 
And so these are some of the, the professionals that can catch some of these symptoms, and yet our, our system isn't integrated. It, I, you're exactly right. I mean, there are some definite challenges. The one thing that I've seen in the last seven years that I've been um, really involved in this um, this cause and or this um, this uh, thing that we're working with to be able to improve um, is that there has been improvement with that. It has definitely um, been something that people are working on. I'm actually seeing large health systems starting to integrate mental health providers into their OB obstetric and their pediatrician care, which is amazing. Yeah. So I think, of course, right now after COVID, we the mental health um, arena is just stretched very thin, right? Um, but hopefully at some point we're going to be able to get those professionals in the office so that um, we are reducing stigma as well, right? Because even sometimes <clears throat> going to or saying that you have an appointment for some mental health support, it can be a stigmatizing thing for some people, unfortunately, and we're wanting to reduce any of those things. Like you're just going to your OB office, or you're just going to your pediatrician office where you're already going and there you're able to address those concerns in that office. And, and then sometimes there's some online stuff too that we're starting to get a little bit better with incorporating. So there is some, um, some better interaction between our providers and our and that's been a really helpful thing. But yeah, we definitely need to work on that still. It's yeah. a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. There's always work to be done there. Heather Dopp with Postpartum Support International and My Alaska's with us as well. They're leading an event called Climb Out of the Darkness next Saturday at Sugar House Park. Starts at 9 a.m. It's a free event. Just come out and walk, raising awareness for postpartum mood and anxiety disorders. Yours truly will be hosting. So I'll see you there as well. Uh, we'll take a break. More on the mom show in just a minute.